Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Chickity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Yes. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How you doing? I'm Chuck. I am godless. And this is your weekly examination of all things metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast. Oh, yeah. You can find us all over the place. God damn it. You can find us on iTunes. Just search <laughs> Metal Sucks Podcast. Uh, leave us a couple of stars. Tell us that we suck. You can also find us on Stitcher and all your favorite podcasting apps. You can find us at MetalSucks.net every Monday as well as, um, yeah, every Monday. I think that's uh, that's pretty much uh, where we are. Metal Sucks Podcast this week is brought to you by CreativeLive.com. Want to hear how to record music? Well, check out our friends at Creative Live, who have classes on engineering, mixing, and mastering, taught by artists like Between the Bear to Me, Converge, Periphery, and Dillinger Escape Line. Head over to CreativeLive.com slash audio to learn more. Good times. This episode, we've got some cool stuff, man. We've got... Sort of a new segment that we're hoping might work. We're talking to Mike Schleinbaum from Darkest Hour, who is one of my favorite people in the world. Um, just not only because he's sexy, but also because he's got, <laughs> he's got like you know he's smart and stuff, and he's kind of got really nice hair, and he plays guitar. So it's like really good. It's really cool. So I try not to geek out too much about him. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about their tour and some other stuff, and a lot of things that are happening in politics. So uh, yes, we wanted to talk to him about that. We're also going to talk about. Uh, Maryland Death Fest, whether or not, I mean, geez, is it going to happen or is it not going to happen? Who knows, right? Right. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to hear a song from Dark Sour and the new Refused in this episode. But first, this week, we uh, I found this article on uh, on Noisy that uh, Grim Kim, who's been a guest on this show and also a contributor to Metal Sucks, uh, she was posting about some weird stuff that was happening with the copyright thing between two bands over in Europe. And... I actually kind of had an opinion about this, and and what's weird is, is Godless made a new friend. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking to Keith from Cruacon. They've been through the ringer this past week, uh, uh, dealing with a copyright infringement issue over uh, the name of their album. Uh, So, Keith, can you tell us, like, when did the album come out, and when did you guys uh, end up uh, 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 finding out that there was a problem? Yeah, well, hey guys, nice to, to be on the show, on the podcast. Um, the album came out in December, and uh, we recorded it last summer, and you know we were really happy about the album. It's our strongest work to date. It's album number eight in a 22-year career, so we were really, really happy. So within about two to three weeks of it being in the stores all over Europe, um, our record label got an email from Thomas from the band The Bottery, basically explaining he has copyright for the word Oh God, in Germany, and a lot of stuff happened between the label. They, they rang me. I was really angry, as you can imagine. How can you copyright Blood God? It's not the name of our album. I just really didn't understand how this would work. The label reassured me. They've been to solicitors, all taken all the legal uh, angles, said, no, this is actually happening. He does have the rights here to basically take the label to court and sue them if he had the money. Since then, we found out, you know, we should have called it bluff, and, you know, that may not have worked either way. Legally, we had to remove the albums from the shelves and stop selling the album and change everything. Um, 
the Lyle then had discussions with him. Uh, they did come to some sort of an agreement. So Thomas allowed us to sell the remaining stock that we had. Um, the, the copyright only applied in Germany anyway. So we were going to have to change the name of the album for the German release, for merchandise. Because our record label is German, it was a real big problem. So they were looking at, will we make T-shirts called Buffalo Blood God for outside of Germany and then specific ones in Germany? Financially, that just was not going to work. So it would have all been that new temporary title, Love for Krom Kruak. Uh, which we weren't happy, we didn't want to change our name. But uh, that's the agreement that was made. They gave them a, a settlement payment, and that was that. So they were waiting from December up until pretty much three weeks ago to get a signature, to get that signed and set in stone. So as far as I was concerned, that was it. You know, we have to accept that. That's what happened. Legally, we must move on. So I put out the statement yesterday, and the only purpose of that statement was basically to name and shame, because we think it was a really terrible thing to do to a fellow band, because... You know, they're so different to us. The Blood God copyright really doesn't apply. So we wanted to name and shame, but more importantly, we have to tell our fans what's happening, why you can't get this album, why our YouTube video didn't have the correct album name of the song for for a long time. So we put the statement out, and things exploded all over the place. So I've seen kind of an opportunity. When I've seen the people posting on the Bartry, I was completely aware that Thomas himself will see this. So I said, said a message out on Facebook, said, Thomas, you know, it's not too late to, to undo what you've done here. Get in touch with the record label. Let us use their correct album title. So I got a message from Thomas. We were talking back and forth. He actually came across as a nice, reasonable guy. Because um, I've seen stuff on the internet saying he's this and he's that. He seemed pretty level-headed. I've seen his point. He did have the copyright, the, the trademark uh, on his franchise, as he called it. Now, I think it's ridiculous, but the fact is he, was, he has his reasons, whatever they are, you have to respect that. In the end, we made an agreement, and he, he, he's now retracted. We're allowed to use the correct album. Uh, he keeps the compensation. We're not too worried about that. So that's why we put out the new statement saying, look... We spoke about this. It's all over. Uh, Thomas seen the error of his ways, I think. You know, everybody makes mistakes, and we're moving on from there. It, it, it seems like, I mean, at least it's a... It would have been so much easier and so much less stressful if this had been worked out, like, mano a mano and not, you know, with lawyers and record labels getting involved, no? Oh, absolutely. And Thomas and the bass player from the Bartry spoke to me and said, why didn't you speak to me first? And I said, well, the record label were handling this with solicitors, and I would have been full emotion, as in, like, what the fuck? You know, how dare you? I can imagine yeah. the way I would have approached it. But we would have spoke, and maybe we would have sorted it if we spoke at the time. But Thomas was quite aggressive when he was pushing it with the record label, so it sounded like maybe he'll be slightly unreasonable. When I look at how yesterday went when we were talking, I, I did think we should have spoke a long time ago. But I just think it, it, it sets a big point. Who trademarks stuff in the metal scene? So Thomas is probably the only guy I've ever seen trademark like two words. I don't know how you can actually do that in, in law. He's the only guy that has seen trademark the two words. And what, what came of it? Nothing. We can still sell yeah. our album. We, we had an agreement. Uh, it, it, it's, it just seems so pointless. It, it's what big, big bands like, I don't know, Metallica or you know that kind of level. That's what they do. Bands like us and debauchery, you know, we sh- you shouldn't be doing that. There should be a yeah. lot more respect. Yeah, but and he, he made a couple bucks off of it. I mean, that's a, <laughs> you know, so it's like, well, yeah. yeah. 
Well, well he did, I, but that, I, I genuinely don't think that was his reason. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It just boggles the mind. And every time he put a statement on the debauchery website, uh, Facebook page, saying, like setting his point of view, he was still mentioning the words franchise and trademarks, and nobody was listening. Everyone was like, well, no, we still don't agree. Like, we don't want to hear the word franchise or trademark in the metal scene. This is the metal scene. Yeah, it's 2015. You're lucky if you have a band, let alone a franchise. Absolutely. And fair enough. I mean, is, is he trademarked Blood for the Blood God? Well, then, like, hands up in the air, fair enough. You, you got us there. But as we've seen millions of people all over Facebook and the Internet say, yes, yeah, so there's loads of versions of Blood for the Blood God in songs and bands all over the yeah. world. Lo- loads of bands called Debauchery. It was just, I just think it was a big error in judgment. We got it sorted out between us, and, and we're moving on from there. Uh, I, Do you, I, I don't know. I, I think we handled it well. We, there was the, the first draft of the statement I wanted to put up on Facebook was like full of expletives and anger <laughs> and emotion. Then, yeah, you know, yeah. we all we took a step back and said, "No, no, that's not the way to go." We're we're you know we're a bigger band than this. High road, right? We're bigger guys than this, you know. Yeah, you got to take the high road in that in that situation. You sink down there, then you have other things that you can be sued over because of all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny true. because when I first read the article on Noisy about it uh, that Grim Kim wrote, uh, my reaction was, oh, th- this guy just has a copyright on something that in metal should be, I mean, half of the bands in metal should have Blood God something in their, in their music and set in their catalog somewhere, you know? It's always almost more it's like a gotcha, like works. the guy's got Google alerts somewhere waiting for Blood God just to pop up. Nope, yeah, 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 catch we, register, we, you know? We said that months ago, yeah, we said that months ago, but... Doesn't it seem ridiculous that it, it's possible to trademark words, common words? I don't, like Yesterday on our Facebook page, I must have got 10 to 15 messages from solicitors in Europe all saying, no, 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 this is wrong, this is, this is impossible. Take the guy to court. You know, call his bluff. I mean, it's easy to say call his bluff and then he wins and he bankrupts our label for 20,000 euros. You know, yeah. I don't know, but we've had a lot of people saying, no, this shouldn't have happened. It should be, it'd be thrown out of court. You can't trademark words. I mean, if that's the case, let's trademark all letters of the alphabet. So everybody. I don't know. See, that, that, that's the thing, though, is that, that nowadays that's like the trend. I mean, whether it's Taylor Swift or uh, Pharrell or whoever, like, I mean, it may be on a pop level, may seem sort of meta because it's that big, but that seems to be like what is it's happening. Like, what is the there's one that's the whoop like that's so that's trademarked. Or, yeah. oh, I, I just had to pay like 50 bucks for that right now. Uh, <laughs> or like there's and there's one that I can't even say on the podcast without getting without getting a cease and desist letter like i'm not even going to say the words because i already know what would happen because it is a trademark from you know it's a guy who likes to announce um boxing matches if you oh, yeah, yeah. if you say those words you owe him money and no and those are things that have been i mean that's stood the test of time i mean that just seems like yeah yeah and, and, God I, damn and it, I mean, i'm in the wrong business so is this a i mean it, to me is like is this a lesson that uh, the metalheads need to learn going forward like is it time to trademark everybody's stuff you know well i hope not i mean maybe people look at what happened i don't think um like all the negative response that debauchery and thomas got was a little extreme it was a bit over the top uh, I don't think they deserve it. I mean, as I said, I spoke with Thomas yesterday and um, Marco, the bass player, two absolutely nice guys. They were like, they, when they contacted me, they're like, what is going on? Like, why didn't you speak to us? And I could see, like, they were completely bewildered. 
as to what was happening. Um, yeah, probably a bit undeserved. It was an extreme response that they got. Um, it, it's obviously, you can obviously see they're not happy about it. But will that send a message out, like, don't do this type of thing? It's almost like you crowdsourced a trial, you know? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, it's the trial in the media or the trial in the, the public opinion. Well, it's in public opinion, yeah, but that's even more valuable than, you know, what might have happened in court. Yeah, well, that's true. And um, look, people are saying that CruelCon pulled off a PR stunt yesterday. <laughs> Absolutely not the case. But yeah, we got a lot of promotion out of the. It looks wow. like the record label sold a load of merchandise. And we get to, we get our proper album name back in Germany. So what happened yesterday was fantastic for us. It was terrible <laughs> for Thomas, but he was the one that done the trademark and tried to enforce it. So hopefully lesson will be learned there. You've had a number of weeks now to kind of deal with it. I mean, you spending that time kind of just looking through your entire catalog going, okay, what else might be hanging out there that somebody might get us about, you know? Well, when this first came about, we didn't know what to do. I was speaking to the record label saying, this is horrendous. Like, this is absolutely outrageous. As I said to Thomas yesterday, he said, you know, we can go and trademark Blood God in Austria, Italy, every country on earth, every single territory, and then, you know, we'll counter what you're doing to us. But there's no way in a million years that we will do that. And people said the record label should have checked this. I've been on bigger German record labels than the one we're on. I've been on some pretty big metal labels through the 20 years. I can tell everyone categorically a record label does not check for combinations of words within song titles to check if they're trademarked. They may check album titles, but not even song titles, let alone you know two combinations of a word. It simply right. is not done. So we just have no hope. There's no way of knowing about this type of thing. But yeah, and you're not checking what's been copywritten. You're just checking other stuff. And you know, metal metal's got a pretty diverse canon, but there's still only so many uh, 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 you know <laughs> pieces of inspiration that we're all sort of drawn from. Well, but you know? at the same time, you also you get sort of a pass on the song title, right? I mean, usually the song titles and the, from an artist perspective, that is one thing that you kind of whatever it happens to be you can kind of have carte blanches and do whatever you want when it comes to album titles that's a whole different marketing tool that goes to a different level so like i can see where the copyright would come into something like the album mm, cycle yeah. and obviously with band names as well like that, that's kind of well the no-go territory band album titles yeah that's a bit dodgy song titles you're kind of you know it's a bit of a gray area Sections of the song title, well, that's like comedy land. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, in in what I, in what I've seen too, kind of firsthand with some other bands, is that you know a lot of this is done exactly kind of how you guys did it. Is that it's negotiated on a personal level. You know, it's like, hey, we we want to name our band this. Okay, well, there's this band from five years ago that was named this with one song on iTunes. Let's see if we can get in contact with them. Okay, we contact them, and they're willing to give up their trademark for us to do this and bring our band into it instead. And, and it's negotiated on a personal level. There's not a lot of lawyers involved. You, you don't have to spend all that money to kind of get all that crap figured out in the courts. You know, it's exactly. it's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I do. I mean, having spoke to the guys yesterday, I regret not speaking to them, speaking to them before I put the statement out. But as I said, when I put the statement out, there was no question of us ever having that that uh, album title again it was done it was signed and it was over our album will not be called Blood for the Blood God so I put the statement out you know as I said 
there was never a chance of speaking to them as the day went on. I was in hindsight, I wish I did speak to them a lot sooner. And yeah, maybe, but at the same time, that that kind of that kind of per, you know backlash as far as the internet metal nerds getting all pissed off about stuff like that, that can help influence somebody's opinion about what they think oh, on it too. So exactly, and in January or December, a record label told them. If you're going to go through with this, this will be on the internet. We will name and shame. And they weren't interested. They still went through with it. So wow. we, we did follow up with what we were going to do. We were like, like, who would let this happen and not say anything? Like, we kept quiet all the way through this. We let the record label and Thomas sort this out themselves. The outcome was pretty crap for Cruelcon, but nothing we can do because it was all legal. And then it came down to just me and Thomas having a chat and fixing it ourselves. How awesome. I wish that? that could have happened sooner, but it never would have happened sooner because of the circumstances as I described. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, so cool. Yeah. And, now I, I'd seen on uh, Debauchery's Facebook page earlier on uh, Thursday where they were talking about, uh, he, Thomas had posted something and I'm trying, I was trying to use Google translate to figure out what it was, but it sounded a little bit like he's a bit more in character than the nice guy that you're talking about. You had the conversation with in private. Have you seen that yeah. stuff? I mean, I've seen everyone describe him as being, you know, a kind of a larger than life kind of guy. Uh, maybe he is fair play to him. That's his thing. Um, but I don't know. I never heard of debauchery before any of this. You know, they're a smaller band than Cruelcon. And uh, never heard of their albums, anything. So, yeah, and they're not my cup of tea. That that kind of death metal is not what I would be listening to. So now they know the law, though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. One of of them went to law school. I know that for sure. (laughs) Keith, thank you very much, man. We appreciate you spending some time with us to kind of give us some background on what's been going on. And congratulations to you guys. You guys, uh, uh, game set and match, you know, (laughs) crew con. Uh, You guys uh, have uh, uh, the name of the album is uh, Blood for the Blood God all worldwide. It is, yeah. Yeah, thank and, you. And, so now we've got a lot of got, rare stock. I'm actually wearing a hoodie now with blood for Chrome Crewock on it. I'm just like, <laughs> and then when it arrived from the record label, I was looking <laughs> at it. You know, you're, you're excited of seeing your new merchandise. And when it hit home, the reality, like, look at that stupid fucking album title that I don't want. <laughs> so, yeah, now I'm left with this cool kind of collector stuff. I think there's a hundred of these hoodies made. So when you've seen a few years, they'll be on eBay for millions <laughs> nice. awesome. your your website and uh, any shows that people gotta it can look forward to yeah well we're playing Dublin in the summer we've got a show in Romania actually we're playing the Metalhead meeting in Romania which is an amazing festival so that's what we have coming up and we're in the middle of sorting our European tour for October this year so I think we've like one date but no point announced I can't even remember, remember what it is but we'll have a European tour in October Debauchery the opening band <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very so, much, man. So, Appreciate it. Okay, guys. Nice talking to you. You know, bands should be cool to each other. You know, I don't understand how this could happen in metal, and and See, I think we're all in agreement on that. No, not at all. I think I think the German then dude. Is right. I think the German dude. Up? Well, I did. I think the German dude is right. I wasn't. I wasn't going to be as like adamant with him about it. It's like, well, okay, you guys worked it out. Good for you. 
it's dumb for you not to trademark your shit. It's 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 actually a really smart move to be able to do that because uh, ultimately, okay, now it could be cool. Okay, he can make a statement about it, but he made some fucking money off that shit. I mean, that was a smart fucking move. I mean, that's that that could be their next tour. That could be you know however much that settlement was. I mean, but that's that's the point is that the dude was smart enough to trademark his shit ahead of time and enforce that trademark. Is it the right thing sociopolitically? Probably not. But at the same time, he was able to he was able to you know make a score. See, I would agree with you in in general terms, but I think that like he was talking about these are two words, and these are two words that are very commonly used in in many different contexts within this genre. Uh, not quite sure how that uh well except uh, for the fact that the label thought that that may not be the case because they were not going to fight it in court so the label decided at least on a legal level that he probably had a case so they changed the name of the record so when your lawyers tell you that he might he has a case that may be uh maybe somebody who has a uh, who is more apt to have the right answer legally what's really going to work i don't i I wouldn't necessarily agree with that i think when you're looking at the cost of fighting something in court and then the you know the the risk that you might lose even if you are right just like we were talking no no i agree yeah i agree with that yeah Yeah. and so it's sort of like well all right you know we, we we don't have to change anything we've already done and we just take out uh, uh change what we're doing in germany and that's it the rest of the world stays the same it's not quite so bad you know and and i think that was the agreement that they came to it's just a matter of how much money they threw at him too i don't yeah. know yeah no no and, and but but what i'm saying is is that i still think the guy in debauchery is i i think he's kind of in the right you know i i totally think that it's a, it's within his bounds if he secured a trademark for for blood god whether it's right or wrong if he secured it and they gave it to him it's his right to enforce it so you know mm-hmm. So it's like whether and if nothing else, it got people talking about it. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that worked. Know. But that's what I'm saying. It's like I think I, we're talking about it. That's what I mean. I, I, I can, <laughs> but I really seriously think that this is. It, it's you know I disagree with Kim entirely. It's like oh we're tearing ourselves apart. It's like well no maybe we should be a little more considerate with each other. Maybe you should find those things out ahead of time and just have that discussion before you create a record that's called blood for the blood god or maybe you need you know what i mean that's that that sort of thing but that's that's the sort of thing he would have done i mean i mean you heard him he's like you know you do a search for blood for the blood god nothing comes up you you, now you're going to search for blood for blood for the for the blood blood for the blood yeah but you also can't you can't you can't do a search for blood god and look at the first page of google and expect to get those kinds of results you need to actually do like a when we're talking about a trademark search or a, a, a copyright search that's what a label is supposed to fucking do. That's what yeah, the, you I, know. That's what they, those people are supposed to do. No, they're supposed to put out records, man. No, 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 no. Listen, 200 to 250 bucks an hour. You can have somebody do that for you. And that the, what little profit you might have possibly possibly have had is gone over over an exercise that at the end of the day means nothing to anybody. He, no, no harm came to debauchery. My wife by bo- them calling the okay. album blood for the blood guy. My wife belongs to a union that does nothing that does absolutely nothing. 
and she has to, you know, part of her paycheck is taken out and done this. And, and all that is, all that is, is basically legal protection for everything that might or may or may not happen to her sometime. If she accidentally trips and a kid or a kid falls and, and trips and skins his knee and they sue the, sue her for ne- negligence, it's uh, it's up to the this. That's why you do this. A label that is part of what they are supposed to do for you is if it, or it should be is least in part of your contract yeah it should be but we're talking about we're talking about 1995 economy this isn't a 1995 economy anymore well but then then you have to be prepared for this kind of thing what i what i'm saying is that i this guy in debauchery had experienced no harm no harm came from the album could have been released could have gone out the whole thing he still wouldn't be able to demonstrate any harm and trademark or no trip there's no harm done because it's a it's a different audience it's everything it's different the album doesn't even have the exact same name that he trademarked etc there's no harm done and so how much money is going to be spent to try to prevent a a a lawsuit that's over something that isn't any harm that that's that's legal bullshit well and not not knowing german copyright law whether whether or not harm is part of what is taken to, into account for what but i'm not talking about the legal stuff i'm talking about just just in general but the, i'm talking it, about being the, cool I'm ta- people well, between people well no i get that i get that that's one thing but there, there's a whole other when you're talking about legal harm is a whole nother thing when you're talking to legality and whether or not that's whether or not that's you know, legit or not. So and I agree with Kim. There's no point in dealing with all that. We're talking about a, a, a bands who are eating Kraft macaroni and cheese to get to the next gig. And you're telling them, oh, no, but every time you put out some piece of merchandise, you better hire a lawyer. And, and I'm like, what? What? Why? Doing, I'm not doing any harm to anybody. I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's one of those things that that you pretty much need to be ready for that stuff. If you don't, because, I disagree. Because you're, all, all you're doing, Chuck, is you're just feeding the lawyers more money, and that 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 is retarded. And if you're not, and if you don't do that kind of thing ahead of time, what are you doing? You're feeding the lawyers even more money because because that's the whole point behind it it's, it's not in metal and metal you just close your doors <laughs> yeah and that's the point is that okay do you want somebody who's got this many albums that many years 20 years worth of career behind them to go ahead oh well fuck it let's shut our doors because we're done yeah is that what they're I, supposed it would to suck. do that's that, that's hell yeah no it's a hell of see, a lot that's, that's worse that sucks than but else. it sucks because of the situation that you're supporting no see well but maybe but the, but the, the point is is that you you've got to maybe maybe yes well what they should have done is they should have trademarked blood for the blood god as far as their album title goes and tried to put that through germany and if they would have approved it then boom everything would have been fine and like he said, we all what he could have done is gone and taken Blood God and and, and copyrighted it in every other country in the EU, and this guy's screwed anyway. And now instead of having one lawyer involved, now you got a dozen lawyers involved. It, come on, this is music, and it's and then even beyond that, you still haven't demonstrated any substantive harm. Nobody got I, hurt. Hey, dude, I'm just and saying. nobody does get hurt. Whoop, whoop.
hey dude it's it's one of those and things. that's not right and that's not right it is so it so, doesn't no, matter if it's right or wrong it is but in metal it doesn't have to be but it is it's it in the doesn't world. have to it, be it but it is that's the way it is because people go well that's the way we got to do it that's why it is that's if the, people say because hey, it's look, a fucking law fuck no no people you saw in action over the last couple days exactly what should happen name and shame lawyers don't even get involved and that is awesome that's powerful and that's metal in in action you the guy see that still got paid he still got fucking paid it doesn't we, matter he got his lawyers involved and he got fucking paid that's the whole point <laughs> but that sucks <laughs> but i'm saying it sucks he still got paid so so what but look what it's come back to haunt him he's not gonna people are banning the band oh bullshit people will fucking forget about this in 20 minutes when we start talking about the American politics in this episode, people fucking forget about it. it doesn't matter. I'm uh, just saying what? it's bullshit. It's wait, bullshit. Wait, what are we talking and about again? It's uh, bullshit. It's bullshit. And nobody, and nobody should be encouraging this. Nobody should be uh, <laughs> uh, uh, standing behind this. Nobody should be uh, condoning this behavior. And I think that it's disrespectful to the metal scene for you to be doing so. I I personally don't uh, agree with the way that uh, this was handled. I think it should be handled personally. Uh, but at the same time, I agree with the the right for the guy to actually do it. So it, it's like, well, you know, he kind of he kind of has a legal leg to stand on, and that's what those laws are there for. So uh, shit, you play the game, you know, you got to become a better player. Fuck the game. Shit. That's the whole point, man. You got to, you know, analyze it, figure it out and play it for yourself, man. And game over. We have tapped Mike Schleinbaum to be our political correspondent. I think we are going to call this maybe the sadist nation. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, we want to get politics involved a little bit, you know, with the presidential election coming up and all that good stuff. And uh, the man to do it is Mike Schleinbaum from the darkest hour right here on the metal sucks podcast. Dude, I can cheer for the Capitals now that my Red Wings are out of the playoffs. Oh, fuck, man. Look, I know what it's like to lose. I'm from D.C., okay? (laughs) We lose everything, and it's coming our way. But if you want to root for the franchise that deserves to win, I mean, come on. Just give us a shot. (laughs) I know we No offense, Mike, but I know you got the theme song, but that sounded pretty weak. (laughs) That's like, come on, we're due. You know, we deserve it, man. (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing is, we are kind of like, we're kind of like dicks, you know? We play like hot shot, all-star, superstar hockey all centered around Ovechkin. And, I mean, it's just a hard team to like, I think, for outsiders. And so, especially for people, like, from anywhere up north, because we are rivals with the Penguins and the Flyers and the Islanders. Everybody, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, and the Devils, oh, shit. I mean, you know, and the Bruins, fuck. But, uh, whatever. It's cool. It's a nice (laughs) distraction from reality. And um, we've been to a few of the games and seen, seen them from the owner's box. And, dude, that... Is the shit, man. That's cool. Uh, hey, as, yeah. as long as LA doesn't win again, we're all good. You know, I just uh, I don't I don't want the teams in the South to win. That just seems wrong. <laughs> um, you know, 
Yeah, after my team is out, I always sort of try to root for whoever I feel like whatever city really needs a hockey win because, like, you know, hockey's a hard sport to catch on. It's very expensive for young people to play and stuff, and adults seem to kind of get into it for the speed. And, you know, I don't know. I just try to go for that city, and definitely D.C., this is a hockey town. We're ready for it, you know? Generally, I cheer for the team who I think Wayne Gretzky's wife might be banging. <laughs> That's true. Well, I like the gray one, man. I've seen him play before when I was a little kid, and I had the Gretzky jersey and everything and did my autobiography book report about Wayne Gretzky when I was a kid. And, <laughs> and he was the shit. Like, he was crazy to watch, but, you know, he never really won any cups after he, he bounced out of Canada. So so how did you guys wind up doing this, the theme song, man? Was it just like well, a fluke, or did you, like, know, know some people kind of thing? Dude, that was a little bit of work. You know, um, we put out a song just by ourselves for fun on the internet, which is like, it's hard to believe bands can still do that, but we did. And a bunch of people used it to edit up uh, hockey fight, you know, fan clips or whatever. And so we decided it'd be fun to do a better one. And, you know, now we have like things that have YouTube plays and the, the caps are all over Twitter and things are on their radar. And so... We, we kind of just made this song, and it popped up on the radar, and then all of a sudden, they were like, we're going to adopt it and use it to come out on the ice. And we were like, you know, fuck yeah. That's pretty awesome. Like, we need to get down there. Uh, uh, so it's been really fun, man. I mean, I, I've loved hockey since I was a little kid, so it's just, it's just cool because it's just different than music. Yeah. You know? So that's not like something that like the management scored or the label scored or the booking agent knew somebody. Uh, it's just oh, you no. guys. That's organic. Oh, yeah. I mean, because who cares? Like, if you go to a manager and you go, hey, can you, like, bark up the tree of the Washington Capitals to get them to use our song? <laughs> yeah, like, totally. they're going to be like, yeah. Well, I go waste my time doing a bunch of other crap, you know? So, How about we sell I, your album and maybe book your tour? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So, and that was, you know, I don't know. It's just It's nice to see that things can still happen because you do something for fun instead of, just having to grind it out and work for everything, which is which is rewarding too, but different. <laughs> That's so cool that you scored that. And the timing is perfect. You guys are like, you know, 20th anniversary and shit. I know. It's like we have this tour happening, and we have all these free, like, vinyl. I guess that's what everybody wants their, their music on. So we have, like, vinyl of the new album, vinyl of the first album, and we're just kind of doing a lot all at once. So it's it's, it's been kind of a tidal wave. That's pretty awesome, man. Oh, yeah, and no. we got Dead Default doing this thing, too, which has been fucking a circus. All right, so I, I, I got to ask you about that. I mean, I, I know that we're, we're, we're talking to you, but, dude, Dead Default is like one of my favorite bands of all, all time. All right, let's talk Dead Default. Let's talk about <laughs> Dead Default, no problem. Holy shit. <laughs> I, and it, it was funny, like, I had thrown it around for, like, a, my my birthday party. I was like, oh, the, what I, my dream would be to get Dead Default back together to do this. And when I saw they were on this tour, I was like, holy shit, the stars yeah. are aligned. Well, um, you know, we've, we, Timothy Java, drummer extraordinaire, has been playing in the, has, has played in Darkest Hour. He did for a little short stint before our new drummer. He's been with us for a while. And we've always maintained friendships. I produced the last Dead to Fall album, which is Are You Serious, where they kind of went a little bit nuts. But I, I love it personally. But Oh, that's a great record, sort of a man. Little, yeah, yeah, it's sort of a little different than the other ones. But, and we've also kept in touch. I mean, Logan and Chad, John, I mean, everybody's kind of still kept in touch. So 
this thing was coming up, I it just felt like the right time because they're all in places where their lives have mellowed out and like everything just kind of came together. And when we were putting when we were putting the tour together, we thought we can't just do like some normal thing. We got to put together something that's like really cool, gonna be special. Like who who would the best party be with? You know, and like <laughs> yeah, those guys are those guys are good dudes, and it will be a fun time. And it's kind of like a, you know, not going to happen that often. So there are special shows to be at. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, man. So uh, is, is that just uh, Europe? You guys booked some dates in the states too, right? No, they're, well, they're not coming with us to Europe. I mean, like I said, this is a fragile situation of awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> any small it's not card going international. falls. Yeah, any any small card falls, the whole thing could collapse. Actually, let me rephrase that. If anybody would like this to go international for Dead to Fall, please email me. I will be taking 15% of that offer, but it's going to need to be a lot of money. Well, we wanted to talk to you, Mike, because you're in the, the, you know, the, the, the ball of hell that is uh, Washington, D.C., and uh, although maybe this th- that maybe like the, the ball to hell actually recently would be Baltimore, but that's close, close enough, enough, right? Yeah, I mean, and it's he- terrible what people have seen on TV versus what reality is. And it makes you realize it's really insane what a staring at our phones and screens all day will make us think. Because, you know, the people that, the community here in Washington, D.C. is like a really awesome place to be a part of and, and cool. But if you just see it from the outside magnifying glass, you know, outside uh, glass looking in, it's, it's a pretty insane place. And then you take Baltimore, which, you know, hasn't had the best PR in in recent years, and you add the current situation, and it just looks like, you know, a really bad place to visit. Yeah. But well, the not. reason their PR is so yeah. bad is they're spending all their money paying off the people that they're killing and mangling with the police officers. Well, I, I actually read I read a little article about that, you know, about how many rec centers could be built and schools could have been uh, maintained with all that money. And it's definitely, I mean, the militarized policing of, citizens in america is definitely i mean this is a huge issue this is this is going to be something that's not going to go away and it's going to be hard to confront while we have so many other things happening for sure yeah do Uh, you think that that's going to be the issue for this presidential election oh i don't know i mean there's a lot there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of this is going to be uh kind of a I don't know, spiraling event. And not, not this one thing, but I think there's going to be a lot of issues, not just this one thing. Uh, to be honest with you, I was l- researching all the candidates and just kind of looking at what was going on because it started, this is insane. This is how much marketing and money is spent, but about what's happening next year. But uh, I was looking at the candidates, and I actually have come across some hope. Uh, I was really surprised since we started emailing about talking uh-huh. some politics and uh, really Bernie Sanders is going to, going to pull it out for you. You think? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a little bit worried because look, he, I, he has great ideas, you know, but he just like comes across as this like, you know, stuffy white guy, yeah. which I don't know if the world's going to buy, but this is Hollywood politics. And I'm, I've been really struggling with lately coming to terms with like, the you know my conscience and just how voting one of the lesser evils has kind of been getting to me you know especially 
later down the road. And I don't know. It was nice to hear some ideas I liked. I mean, then again, I liked a lot of Obama's ideas I heard in the beginning when he started running, too. So it's yeah, hard to know this early out. Well, and that's the but thing. There's also, that... uh, but also, man, check this out. There's this Jill Stein running uh, for the D.C. Green, or not for D.C., but for the Green Party candidacy, and I was watching some first speak, and although she comes across as, like, silver silver lady, if you will, like, she has also great ideas, and I don't, I just, I don't, for me and people that live around here, everybody's real hope is that ideas can beat out Hollywood somehow, and we can have an intellectual be maybe in charge. But yeah, man, we'll I don't know. We'll have to see how that works out. I don't know. That, well, that of be... course not. Of course, then you have to weigh all this with everybody talking about these, all these old Supreme Court justices that are happening. That that you know, in the next five or so years, uh, four of them will be over eighty, and this is like yeah. a lifetime appointed position. So not the time to lose an election yeah their lifetime is going to be running out soon so you're going to have somebody probably if they're in for the next eight years appointing four to five supreme court justices that, and that's, that's a lot of people that's a lot of, well and a lot of sway as far as what actually becomes law in the country and that's that's the scary thing you think yeah, one or I mean, two that, of them might throw in you know before obama gets out so that at least they got you know, but I don't think they have any confidence in the dude, and that's why they're not retiring. They're like, I don't think he's going to replace me with somebody who's going to vote the way I want him to vote. It's hard. It's a complicated decision, probably, to leave the Supreme Justice, you know, position. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard to speculate what the decisions are around that, but I'm sure that it's it's being worked. I like. Emails are flying around, and cell phones and text messages. <laughs> it's happening right now. But shit, it takes it took how long to get a to get a uh, attorney general confirmed? How long? You know, I mean, there's no way that he, Obama could put anything up now and have it actually confirmed by the time of it, by the time no his pres- presidency's over. There's no way. So, I mean, he, it, it's going to go to the next person no matter what, even if Ginsburg retires or anything like that. So no matter what, that's yeah, it's going to be the next person. Either way, we've got, you know, we've got several issues uh, clearly that weigh into why people probably should pay attention. Well, see, and that's and that's actually why we wanted to get you on here. We needed to, we were trying to figure out a way to talk politics because we think it's you know it's obviously important to the country and the world. And the, how does that affect the everyday metalhead? You know what I mean? It's like is it well? You know what I'm I saying? A, it's, well, I've been actually pondering, you know, meditating on this in my hockey rink garage, <laughs> and I've I came to the realization that well, it's clear. I mean. The thing, the thing is that there's definitely a really good cause for people to pay attention nowadays because there's been a lot of fast-acting fast acting social change locally that has happened. I mean, just look at the things that have happened with gay marriage and marijuana legalization. It's just, it's just crazy in, in our lifetime, but not even in our lifetime. In the past couple of years, if you really think about the span of the country, what's happened, and People can get involved and really have an impact on a level that's around them and definitely affects things that are clearly right around them. Like my friends that live in those states that have legalized marijuana, definitely their lives have changed, you know, for the better or for the worse. We can, have, we can debate that. But it's, it's a better time than ever to get involved because communication and information moves so fast now 
even though it is coded with misinformation, you know, uh, it's, it's just a, it's an exciting time to see what's happening and, and, and also be able to wield some of the power that is there well, and for also, every citizen that pays attention, you know? Yeah, and also, uh, you know, there's less and less happening on the, on the national level as far as Congress and things like that are concerned, and more happening on the state level and things that are going down locally for everybody. And everybody's, you know, has a has can have a voice in something like that. You don't think about it, but it's like, well, I live in a town of two thousand people. Well, you never know; you might be able to make it on city council. You know, those those things are 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 possible, and you can make changes that actually happen. I mean, who would have thought New Orleans would have banned smoking in bars? You know, <laughs> you know, shit like that. Yeah. It's like, those things are, you know, quality of life things that change. Uh, change, can change things dramatically, especially like the pot issue. Because I mean, if nothing else, it, you know, it's about smoking smoking pot, but it's also about incarceration and in prison. It's about you know that you know a whole other spectrum of things that are affected on a state level. Yeah, I mean, but if it's about incarceration and it was a distraction from, you know, our you know, it was just a perfect perfect gateway reason to continue this militarized militarized kind of approach to. Ever, to uh, looking at citizens, I mean, now it's, it's out of the way, but it's it's still you know you still have this gaping wound that's clearly like an issue everywhere. So uh, it's it's important to be involved because I think that there's a there's some slowness inherent with the American system. Hopefully, probably in the idea that like real ideas take a little bit of time to develop and should exist for a while before they go into action to affect people's daily lives. But local things can move faster because of the way everything has changed and developed, especially around technology. And it's just you can see and feel your presence, I guess, more more readily. And I think that's more rewarding for people that might feel, you know, disenfranchised or not engaged with the situation. I would imagine that starting a political movement you know, behind a, a, an idea, isn't that different from starting a movement behind your band and your music? I mean, it's sort of, you do, the, you take the same steps, you know, you, you organize the same way. No? Of course, you got to have a great logo, man. Obama had that big O. <laughs> that was a killer, dude. Well, well, all right, so let's let's start now. If you, You've been looking at the candidates, right? And, all right, let's talk about it in terms of metal issues in front of the Supreme Court, like legalizing of marijuana, right? Who who is uh, who are the candidates that will uh, bring in the the uh, if they're elected president bring in the kind of justices that we need to make sure that you know uh, the FCC stays out of our way that marijuana is legal all the stuff that metalheads care about you know well I, I think you got to start by, you got to start by like defining what metalheads care about so you can just put like right in the comment section what you guys care about <laughs> yeah right but. I guarantee you it's going to be their access to, you know, any kind of porn or... Weed and staying out of jail. Those are... (laughs) uh, Yeah. But I mean, for any kind of special interest group, the first step is understanding what their needs and expectations are. So let's figure out what metalheads are into. I mean, clearly you've stated that they, they must, as a group, get behind the decriminalization and legalization of marijuana. I mean, I don't even think you could get all metalheads to agree on that, but let's just say that's a metal issue, right? Oh, then you you, also what do you have, mean you can't get all metalheads to agree to that? Of course well, you can. Well, because There's... I understand. I don't know. I mean, 
it's just crazy, like, interacting with the marijuana laws. Like, they're still so ridiculous. Like, I don't know. It definitely needs some reworking. That's all. See, probably, the, probably the way you're thinking about it is that the Christian metalheads probably won't agree, but once again, and I would want a Supreme Court justice who would support me on this, Christian metalheads are not metalheads. So Yeah, well, well, no, okay, I guess that's a good point. I mean, I guess metalheads probably all think different things. So, I mean, I don't know if it's a special interest group that will all vote one way. I'll bet you you go up to anyone and you say, any metalhead, and you go, all right, I believe that you uh, will support the legalization of marijuana, and I believe you're going to support this and that and the other thing, and they're just going to turn to you and go, I lost you at marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or, dude, what if, I mean, like, dude, you still have Earth Crisis fans, you know? They're going to vote differently than fans of Cannibal Corpse. Hell, you got uh, you got uh, all that remains. They're going to vote differently about you know gun, based on gun rights or you know. I mean, they're. I don't. I mean, their fans. I've been, I've toured with all that remains several times. Their fans are everybody. Yeah. You know, like they have a, bu- a bunch of fans that agree with what Phil's saying, and a bunch of people that agree with what Ali, the guitar player, who has you know thinks totally different shit than Phil. Think, you know. Yeah. They, they're. I think it's just a good. I think that's great. I mean, when. I was growing up, just the idea of metal kind of tackling social or political or kind of this type of stuff. I mean, it wasn't taboo, but it just wasn't so right in your face. And nowadays, with the blurring of all the lines of all the genres and everything... It's just it's just awesome that you can have all these opinions in there. I just want to see I want to see us stop having this art. Like the the biggest thing was was is Maryland Death Fest going to happen? I don't know. I'm worried about whether or not my tickets are going to be valid because Baltimore is on fire. It, you know, I don't want to see that be. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> it's in two weeks or three weeks or whatever. You know, and it's uh, it, yeah, it'll probably happen. <laughs> but 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 you know what I'm saying? It's like I don't want I, I that that shouldn't be what's concerning. Are the the metalheads? You know what I mean. It's like, well, wait. There's there there's this um, you know military industrial complex that is taking hold of our society. That may be the more important thing that's going on here versus whether or not the the money you spend on your tickets is going to be valid. I think I know, it just back shows up, Chuck. Like, I I thought we were only caring about marijuana for a second. Now now I'm worried about the Maryland Death Fest. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real issue, man. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. The, I mean, the thing is, that just goes to the the way that it's so easy to become kind of like uh, so disconnected from things nowadays. Like, do you understand those photos of that ma- that school massacre in Kenya? Like, when they just pop up in your Facebook feed right next to like pictures of cats yeah. and Testament just playing with Exodus. Like, <laughs> how fucked up that is. But like. That's reality, you know. Like, yeah, it's all happening. Kind of, and it's not going to change. So we just better all embrace it and become able to like hone it and wield it for whatever we can. Mike, can we uh, uh, keep on checking in with you over the next uh, few months as uh, this uh, camp- these campaigns get up and going? We get your uh, you and the metalhead perspective on uh, what's happening in this presidential election. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, and we definitely want to see what. People have to say because I'm interested to see what what people think are metal issues. You know what I mean? Yeah, really, no, <laughs> speak pipers. I, yeah, no, I agree with that. I, th- I think it's you know I'm definitely something I think is going to be all over the place. I think it's kind of all over the map, and I think I think that's the one cool thing about at least this genre is that we represent like 
every every spectrum, you know, whether we agree or disagree on different topics. But I think there's metalheads of all types. It's just I hope there's a couple of issues that are like, you know, binding. And I think the weed one is probably one. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there, I bet there's something more universal. Uh, I hope I don't so. know. I, I bet you could get more metalheads behind. I don't know, maybe equal rights for women, even though it's misogynistic sometimes. You know, I I don't know. Drugs are polarizing. We'll have to see what people really have to say. Yeah, and so is gay marriage, I mean, for that matter, too. You know, we may believe that you should have the right to do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it or whatever, but at the same time, well, I don't know. If it's rainbows. I don't know. The last time I saw some <laughs> metalheads being polarized by drugs, the brownies were only half cooked. <laughs> That's... <laughs> <laughs> well, but man, dude, I you think... must have never been to a Snapcase concert because uh, I mean, I've definitely been to a lot of concerts where drugs were polarized. I mean, but even the Christians are coming around on on weed, though. They're, yeah, you got it. It grows from the earth. It is given by God, so it, right. it's it's coming around even on that on that side of things. And you can tax it. Oh, awesome! Yeah, money. You know how you know how like the 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 political candidates will get like this pledge that they need to sign like I promise when I become president the first thing I do is ban abortion you know blah 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 and, or or it's a tax pledge or something like that and they all have to sign off on it and then they send out press releases that they signed it I think we need to do that for all metal bands like okay <laughs> you are not <laughs> going to praise Jesus on your next album <laughs> you are not going to do this you're not going to do that and I, we just asking for you to sign off and and just you know pledge that you're not going to do it I think that would be oh valuable. god i don't want to do that if you asking anybody any artist to sign anything at this point is a bad idea <laughs> i would encourage any artists listening to just never sign their name ever again <laughs> unless it's on a check that is going to be deposited into your bank account <laughs> even then just put it <laughs> deposit in the name of you know <laughs> no we had a we had a, a, a old bass player a while ago um he actually played on our first full length he would he signed even signed the victory contract like just with an X. He would just yeah. sign X's. Never sign his name. That's not but he's still on that contract, so that, that didn't get him out of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We we witnessed it and it was notarized. It doesn't he matter. still signed the victory with an X, so <sighs> Well, then we're going to need to just draft a letter that we get these politicians to sign. You know, pledge to back metal. You know, and and you know, so that way we can send out the whole thing. I think that would be really great. We just got to come up with what it is that we want them to be agreeing to. It didn't work so well in Indonesia, did it? Huh? Death Island Justice over there. <laughs> Sometimes that's what it takes. I'm saying you fly in and you see uh, death penalty and drugs next to it, and you're just thinking, wait, where, where am I going? You know, and <laughs> they post it everywhere. Yeah. It's not a secret. Maybe a topic for another time. Right, exactly. Because we will probably bore people to death at this point, but whatever. We'll talk for hours over here. So we yeah. are we are going to keep you on tap, though, as our political correspondent being right in the heart of all this stuff uh, in D.C. So you're, you're going to be the man you're in, right? Nice, yeah. Next awesome. time I'll, I'll answer the phone, I'll be sitting on Capitol Hill just for effect. Awesome. <laughs> now, uh, Darkest Hour on tour, when, when, when you get going again? June 12th to June 1st, we're going to be in Europe for 10 days, and then we're going to be in America on the East Coast for five. We're just doing a short little run of parties to celebrate our 20th anniversary. You know, everybody wants to play in every city in the world, but hey, just relax. You know, we're making this stuff special. We're taking our time. So 
that's that's what's going on. Just bring also, your at, Capitals bring... game one tonight. Well, by the time anybody hears this, that doesn't matter. <laughs> and we may know the result by the time it's all over. Hopefully, it's not a sweep. Whoa! <laughs> For the Capitals, I'm saying. You know that. Sucks podcast today.
brand new music from Refused on the Metal Sucks podcast, song called Electra Dude. I cannot wait to hear the rest of that record. Uh, Freedom is the name of the new album, and oh my god. Okay. Truly, like, all right, so it, maybe it's not top 10 songs of all time. Maybe it's not even top 100 songs of all time, because there's a freaking boatload of songs, but that's that's on the list you know that's like in consideration that's at least top 250 songs of all time maybe top 150 and it might even sneak into my top 100 list i was a big fan of the shape of punk to come you know that was what 17 years ago that that thing came out and i mean it was such a great record uh, obviously you know and uh, this you know this is it's i saw their reunion show that they did at fun 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 fest and was just stoked they were great live and i this is just the next step and i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of excited about it so kick ass it's it's just another one of those bands that are getting back together and doing something that is just as good if not better than anything they did back when people worshipped them you know what i mean yeah well hopefully we'll so we'll see what happens when the album comes out you know that that's the 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 test to see what the rest of it sounds like because i'm Ah. still hoping that this is like a good song on the record and not like the best song on the record you know what i mean no, oh, I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, like as long as you got like two or three good songs on an album, it's a good album. Yeah, I'm, you a know? Fu- I'm, a, I'm just a fucking skeptic at this point. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> jump in on anything. You know, I'm still not completely sold on faith no more. You know, I, I just, uh, I can't. I can't quite commit anymore because I've been burned too many times, man. I've been hurt inside. My soul has ate. And even though I love Refuse so much, it's like, ah. But, dude, if you were in the D.C. area, because we just got off the phone with Mike, right? So if you were in the D.C. area, you would be going to At the Gates. What? Uh, at the Maryland Death Fest, right? Wait, is that the? Uh, are they playing uh, Maryland? Uh, hang on, I was looking at the lineup. I'm like, okay, does, uh, I was using that as a reference. I would be going to see a Nam Ah, yeah. All right, fuck me, fuck me. But or you know, Napalm Death, or Obituary, or Triptychon, Neur- Neurosis, or uh, you know, uh, many of the other bands that are there. So yeah, the, what my problem was not the fact that. Uh, all those bands are playing. I think it's actually an excellent lineup this year. But the my problem is is like okay, metalheads, I, I love you. I love you like 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 a brother, like a sister. But at the same time, shut the fuck up because there is like serious, real fucking issues at stake in Baltimore. And whether or not your tickets to Maryland Death Fest are going to be valid is not one of those things. And I understand that people make plans and I understand that it's. You know, flights. I understand that it's like the one thing that a lot of people get to do every year. I get that. I totally understand that. And that sucks. But really, we're talking about the 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 militariz- the militarization of the police coming down and killing people that should be arrested and and tried basically, you know, murdering people. And then on top of it, coming down and declaring martial law on a major metropolitan city. And we're like, OK. It's all good, you know. No, like just no, a, I think yeah, can't no. people be are upset my tickets about okay? Two can things? I buy? Can I buy merch? Can, uh, can, no, but dude, isn't isn't it like okay to be upset about two things at once? But I think I, mean, I think when you're when you show that you're concerned, and you're concerned about your tickets or whether or not the show's going to go on. That that just shows a little bit of insensitivity. Now, well, you know, let the let the fires burn out first. And then be a little concerned about it, hey, you know? Those fires were set by the police, by the way. <laughs> You're one of those people. <laughs> but, dude, dude, like, like, 
I, I just feel like if you're going to go on the message board at Maryland Death Fest, you're not going to be up there like talking about, um, you know, how the military industrial industrial complex. And, you know, you're going to be talking about, you know, how badass obituary are going to be as long as everybody will get the hell out of my way so I can see them. But maybe I mean, you should be. I mean, maybe that's what we should be concerned about in the mix of all this and not that worried about the rest of it. I mean, we people how, are concerned about how it, many they're times concerned about it and they're concerned about their tickets. How many times have we gone on about, you know, how bands don't talk politically anymore as far as like what their music is concerned or, you know, what they're putting out there? You know, we're not talking about acid rain. We're not talking about Reaganomics. We're not talking about those things anymore. Hardly at all, with the exception of bands like Napalm Death. And yeah, whatever happened, right? happened to acid rain, man? Whatever happened to acid rain? We solved that problem. DRI, <laughs> DRI got rid of acid it? rain. So, <laughs> the, so luckily, uh, Kurt Brecht and DRI wiped it out. So and, that, that's and Anthrax got rid of the Indians. So we're good what? to go there too, right? <laughs> uh, except for the Redskins. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but other than that, no, I, I, I get it. I, I understand that you can be concerned about multiple things, but I think in the overall scope of things. That see, it was weird to be seeing tweets like the day of the of the actual riot uh, that happened because it's calmed down since then. You know, it, did, it actually didn't last that that long. But that that actual day where people are tweeting, I don't know, is it going to be? Are my tickets going to be honored? Or am I going to? What, what you know, like that seems to be the light. You've got two to three weeks, and you should know at least by now that the the you know the minds of the Americans are what our attention. What are we talking about? <laughs> don't you don't think it would be awesome if, if things get like screwed up, right? And, and, and like the Maryland Death Fest doesn't end up happening. I think it would be freaking great if Napalm Death set up a stage anyway, you know, and just jammed. And, and right there in the middle of the, all the shit. And have a helicopter just, fly over and yeah. burning cars set out beside it and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see what you you're saying. You want to get people politically active. you got to get Barney involved, man. Well, actually, I think, how if, you do it. I think if you want to get people politically active, you invalidate their tickets to a metal festival. You know, exactly. what? Fuck you. Oh, my God. Whoa, then yeah, they're going to start marching. Next thing you know, you got people, you know, marching on City Hall because they can't, you know, do this. We're yeah. taught we want to find out what what political things concern our audience, uh, concern metalheads. I think I think that may may just be it. $35 t-shirts? Oh, fuck this! Uh, no, that's bullshit. I can't believe that crap. Uh, what do you mean I gotta wait another week for the album to come out? I downloaded it on the internet. Fuck that! Uh, you know. Oh, dude, DRI are playing the Metal Maryland Fest too, man. So it's like, you could get DRI and Napalm Death. And, you know, now you got a politically charged little stage going on out there. Well, then you put Yob out there, and they can put out all the fires with their bass, with <laughs> yes, their drum. It'd be awesome. Yeah. It would be just great to see the crowd lined up outside the venue while the shit's going down, you know, and just have, you know, everybody going, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm cool, and the police beating the hell out of them anyway. Now we've got a politically active metal community again. See, I'm just hoping that CNN fucks up and doesn't realize that there's something like this going on and they see it and they go oh look this protest blah 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 yeah. blah and it's a bunch of metal dudes like watching a band uh instead in a parking lot <laughs> like no it's not a protest dude 
Uh, no. I just think it's funny when you see those live feeds and the reporters are like trying to trying to report on what's going on and people are just cussing into their microphones while they're yeah. doing. It. How much? How much? How great is it when they try to do that and there's like Portal playing in the background? <laughs> <laughs> like, that is just not going we to air. We can't you know? hear anything. <laughs> what about what's going on right now? It's just muted. You can't hear a damn thing in the background. I love it. I think it's a great idea. You know, helicopters flying over. Yeah. I think that, that, that people complaining about their tickets or being at least worried about their tickets, I think that that's valid, especially for people investing a lot of their, their money and stuff. And while I do agree that probably it'd be better if they were saying, hey, look, you know, Black Lives Matter, but, you know, <laughs> how optimistic are you that they're going to actually do that? So if they're not, I'm just glad they're not being silent. You know, that'd be the worst thing, you know? I don't know. I think a, a little silence may be, may, may be worthwhile sometimes. That, that, that's, you know, from time to time, especially when it's not your problem right, right away. I mean, you've got to, like I said, you got another two to three weeks or whatever before it, it all goes down. It's like, come on, just, 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 just shut the fuck up for a little bit. Let it all yeah, play it's out. It's going to be cool. And then you know figure the it out. Yeah, gonna happen. It's going to happen. Everything's going to yeah. be fine. You know, it's all good. Baltimore will recover. There's no question about that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's all going right. to be, it's all going to go down. But, th- and that's what I mean. It's like, just shut up for a day and see what, how it pans out instead of going, I don't know. It might happen. Me, 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 me. Like, I can't stand that shit. I, yeah, probably I, what what metalheads ought to not be doing right now is upsetting the Baltimore community so much that they set fire to the <laughs> venues yeah. hosting the festival. Yeah, just, exactly. Just to, you know, there's your white privilege. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I think white privilege, I think of metalheads. <laughs> the, the, that's, the, that's the group that has got all the privilege around the world. Yeah, but dude, I mean, white privilege is is being able to have a band called Chainsaw to Your Face. I mean, that is white privilege. There's no fans or butts about it. Yeah, and the mm. fact that you can tour the country with that name is, is that's white privilege. Aborted. It just, it, it just is. Yeah. Uh, fit for an autopsy. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I don't see that you got to be white to be in a band like that. There's nothing wrong, you know. No, I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying that they are, and I have no idea who they are. <laughs> you are stereotyping, man, and that's not. I don't agree with that, man. It's that's, a pretty safe. That's just. That's just. I don't. I think you're 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 a terrible person. It would be really great to get a, a you know, just what. It, yeah, let's survey those people who have bought tickets for Maryland Death Fest and how many of them are representative of the community that's currently um, marching in the streets of Baltimore. I would be, I'd be very curious about that. Mm, yeah. I what do you would. think? Do you think? It, do you think it's a number greater than zero? <laughs> might be because I don't. There might be a couple. All right, come on. Get, yeah. Oh well. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap this podcast up, man. Hey, uh, you want to learn to record okay. music? Uh, check out our friends at Creative Live who have uh, classes on engineering, mixing, mastering, taught by artists like Between the Bear and Me, Converge, Periphery, Dillinger Escape Plan. Head over to Creative Live slash audio to learn more and thank you uh, to creative live and uh, make sure you are subscribed to us on uh, iTunes and all that good stuff. Just search metal sucks podcast, leave us uh, a couple of stars, maybe a shitty review. If you can, uh, that would be awesome. Uh, you can find us every Monday at metal sucks.net uh, and leave us a speak pipe. If you haven't checked that thing out at the bottom of every post that we do every week, there's a little thing where you can leave us a message. And last week we had tie on and he left us a little topic starter. They can be topic starters. You can ask us a question. You can uh, tell us uh, whatever. 
it doesn't really matter. So well, we really want to know what metalheads uh, find important. Actually, right now, yeah, politically, that's like, what if we you've want. got something that that is really burning, like if the Second Amendment is your thing, and that's what, and that's the most important thing to you, leave us a message and let us know that. You know, or let us know the pot is the most important thing. Let us know that you know what you're thinking about politically. That would be something, especially because I think we're you know, we're definitely going to get Mike uh, Schleinbaum back to talk politics, and and we want to talk a little bit more about that. So maybe we can get people politically active right yeah yeah all i'm gonna say is if second amendment is your thing try to not do what the dude from weed eater did and blow your own foot. <laughs> hey well his toe <laughs> all right not his entire foot okay well <laughs> a lot of it uh, that's just bad aim hey man he's still got nine more it's all good uh, the, that little piggy didn't go to market i know that for sure uh you can also get us on the socials uh look for uh, me on uh, twitter at bearded ape I'm at Godless Speaks. And of course, uh, yes, every Monday at MetalSucks.net. I'm Chuck. I'm Godless. And this is another episode of the Metal Sucks Podcast. Metal Sucks.